0: April third. Okay, so we are continuing now in First Peter, chapter one. Last week we did the first nine verses. We're going to try to finish chapter one today. Let me turn to First Peter. I'm in Second Peter. There we go. Uh, so, before we start in verse ten, the, and the half of what we'll do today. Uh, I took a lot out of the commentary that I used because it, it, in some ways of looking at it, it can be, uh, you can get lost in the words and you can it can be a little uh, deep thinking, but try to simplify it. I, I thought the commentary did a good job. So the first nine verses finished um, by establishing the idea that we believe through faith, because what we believe in, we don't see. Um, and, and even though we don't see it, we believe in it, and that allows us to understand the Word of God and apply it and obey it, which, as verse 9 says, uh, receiving the end of our faith, which is the salvation of our souls. So verse 10, 11, and 12 Uh, refers to that process of faith leading to salvation. Uh, That process had been uh, prophesied about and and investigated about. It says, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully uh, who prophesied of the grace that would come searching what or what matter of time. They, the, the prophets prior to Jesus were diligently searching and trying to figure out who was coming, when they were coming, and what the process was going to be. And they didn't understand uh, the full uh, uh, grasp of grace and faith. Um, and the commentary that I said have said that the salvation which Christians are to enjoy, was prophesied in the Old Testament. They got, they meaning the prophets, got only a glimpse and could not understand it, although many tried hard to do so. The Spirit of Christ is the Holy Spirit which was was in these men as they spoke and wrote the prophecies in the Old Testament. Because remember, the Old Testament can be completely summarized by saying, Jesus is coming. The Old Testament says Jesus is coming. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus is here. Acts through the Revelation, he's coming back. So they were inspired by the Holy Spirit in what they were saying, uh, prophesying that Jesus was coming. Uh, They tried hard to understand when these things would be. In answer to their quest for fully understanding, the prophets were informed that these things did not pertain to them at that time, but to future generations. So, to us, and and, and notice in verse twelve, to them it was revealed that not to them themselves, but to us. They were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which even angels desire to look into, which I found interesting. So before Jesus, the prophets were like, who is it going to be? When are they coming? What is this, this going to be? And they didn't have all the answers. But they were given from the Holy Spirit the knowledge that it didn't pertain to them at that time. You're doing you're prophesying for something that's yet to come. And 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 then Jesus came and now it pertains, now that process pertains to us. And even the angels in heaven desire to know about what God is doing on earth in providing salvation for mankind. Even even the angels are, are curious. then verse 13 starts a a little bit of a transition in in Peter's uh, comments and and 13 through 16 is some uh, uh, instructions as how we should uh, live our life Uh, be sober and rest your hope and remember hope is one of those words that I keep coming back to right? hope is is the expectation of something to come. So rest our hope, rest our expectation of what's to come fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So it says, get your mind ready, be alert, be aware of the hope which is in Christ Jesus when he comes again. And the commentary said after we become a Christian we must go to work obeying Christ. Doing so in full assurance of our hope which will be given to us at the second coming of Christ uh, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Grace which what does it say here Uh, rest your hope fully upon the grace. Well grace remember means unmerited favor. So we have the hope which we have the full assurance that Jesus is coming and that we will be saved through grace meaning we didn't earn it but unmerited will be given that favor so it says get your mind set on that and, and, and if your mind is set on that then you will uh, then you will be sober sober minded does that make sense Y'all stop me anywhere. 17, 18, and 19. uh, Basically says, call on God. Pray to God through Jesus. Fear, which is, you could spend an entire hour on on fear. Uh, says, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. Well, that, that is not contradictory to uh, to verse 8, which says, though uh, believing you rejoice with joy. So in one verse we're saying we rejoice with joy, in this verse we're saying live our life in fear. Well again, fear is is meaning in proper respect to God, having the most uh, reverence to God. If you fear God, you will um, uh, have a reverence for Him, which means that you are believing what He's saying, and that leads to, again, you could spend an entire hour on on fear, but fear leads to knowledge. And that knowledge leads to the hope that Christ is coming back, we're going to have uh, grace, and that gives us joy. <clears throat> Uh, knowing that we were redeemed by the precious blood of of Christ as a lamb without blemish or spot. In verse 20, I I, I went past verse 20 quickly. Um, He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world. But was manifest in these last times for He's talking about jesus and i and i I didn't spend a lot of time on that because knowing me I was going to spend a lot of time on that um, it just quickly, Jesus is the way, and that was God's plan even before the creation of the earth and i I could. My mind would go down a rabbit hole really quickly chasing verses on that uh, because that's interesting to me. Um, But he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Verse 21 is simply, I read that as the gospel, um, which makes sense because they just said that we're going to call on God We're going to live our life in fear, which leads to knowledge, knowing that we're going to receive grace, which was uh, given to us through the blood of Christ, which was decided to be the path for us even before the foundation of the world. So it says, verse 21, Christ, who through, who, sorry, we, who through him, Christ, believe in God. So we believe in God through Jesus God who raised him, God raised him, Jesus, from the dead and gave him glory so that our faith and hope are in God. That is the gospel. We believe in Jesus. Jesus died and was raised from the dead by God. And if we die with Christ, God raises us too. Simple as that. So verses 22, 3, and 5. 4 and 5, sorry. 22, 23, 24, and 25. Um, 22 starts off by saying, so since you have purified your souls. He's saying that in past tense. Since you've done this. Well, just to be clear, how do we do that? Well, he says that. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren love one another fervently with a pure heart look at verse 23 having been born again so since you have been purified since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth in sincere love having been born again There's that term, born again. And if you look at John chapter 3, Jesus was asked about that. Uh, John chapter 3 and verse 4, Nicodemus said, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? verse 5, Jesus answered Nicodemus saying, most assuredly I say to you unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. There's there's baptism in sincere love. Water and the spirit. Uh, We're going to get to in 1 Peter um, In chapter three, it says that baptism is the answer of a good conscience towards God. We're getting there in another chapter and a half. So, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love, having been born again through the word of God. Now notice that. Born again, so that's Baptism. Through the word of God. What is that? What is the word of God? Again, did I write this down? Go to, yeah, John chapter one. John's a good book. John answers a lot of questions. John chapter one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then skip to verse 14. And the Word became flesh. What chapter? chapter 1. John chapter 1. Okay. And verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory and the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth in sincere love, Having been born again in baptism, through the Word, through Jesus, the Word of God. <coughs> so you you could you could really you could you could exchange through the Word of God for through the Son of God, which lives <coughs> and abides forever. And then Peter quotes Isaiah. Um, basically making the point that we die. All all flesh is grass. The grass withers away and flowers fall away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. The word of the Lord. Then you can reference James four and fourteen which says we, we are here but a short period of time. We're here uh, we're a vapor in the wind. Now this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. And that's how uh, Peter finishes um, chapter 1. And I've got a couple verses there, Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. His words don't pass away because He doesn't pass away. And and then finally, 1 Corinthians 15. And I reference this because He said through the gospel that was preached to you. In 1 Corinthians, which I also, well, uh, 15, starting at the beginning, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you receive and in which you stand and by which you are saved. And then verse, middle of verse 3. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. There's those prophets from the Old Testament. And that he was buried and that he rose again. There it is. So it, the, the Bible is very repetitive. If you don't get it in one chapter, you're gonna get it in another one. It, it's, it's the same message over and over again. The message of faith, the message of grace, because we didn't earn it, but we'll get it anyway, if we have faith, in sincere love, because he loved us, and the message of perseverance, which was what James was all about, which is what Peter will eventually get to. I said that I said that Peter would eventually get to perseverance. He already has, and in the, we talked about it last week in verse six of chapter one. Though now for a little while you have been grieved by various trials. Any thoughts?